0: I think the uh, sort of the title of this talk was about uh, the the practice of uh, mindfulness meditation and of course as many of you know meditation is becoming very popular over the last uh, 30 or 40 years and even over the last uh, 10 years there's been a tremendous uh, surge in the interest in meditation and this has come primarily from sort of you might say a medical standpoint because uh, the research in meditation over the years has shown that meditation is good for helping to lower one's blood pressure and uh, they're teaching meditation and stress reduction clinics how to use mindfulness uh, to help to reduce stress They're even in they're teaching mindfulness in uh, anger management classes that deal with one's uh, uh, mind and emotion, m- emotional reactions, as well as uh, in some places, uh, you know, corporations are you know, teaching their people to uh, practice mindfulness. Because in generally, just in general, the, the practice of meditation helps a person to kind of cool their hot-tempered mind down a bit and helps uh, th- their mind uh, deal with the, the stresses of fast-paced uh, living and also the, the general ups and downs of life, how to handle the crises and other uh, surprising uh, events and situations that throw people's minds a little bit off balance and cause them to do some unskillful types of uh, actions of body speech and, and thought that then they have to suffer the consequences from or or just general the the you know learning to help to free the mind of its repetitive habits of whether it's unskillful speech or just the habits of uh, useless thinking and especially thoughts about uh, weakening one's overdependence on sensory stimulation and learning how to develop a more kind of inner uh, calmness and balance of mind that's not so dependent on sensory overload and, and so on. So there's many uh, kind of benefits uh, that uh, you know, can be acquired from uh, the practice of meditation. Although of course mindfulness meditation even though a lot of times it's taught in a very secular way it does come from the tradition of Buddhist meditation and it was taught by uh, the Buddha uh, for also helping to overcome suffering. And one of the main aspects of the Buddhist teachings is about the nature of suffering and happiness and how that we create it in our own minds and how we can use meditation and and even the, the whole um, uh, uh, practice of uh, the teachings of the Eightfold Path and so on as a way to help to uh, sort of bring more order and uh, calmness and understanding and wisdom and also love uh, into our mind and to help to deal and live with our fellow beings in a more skillful way. But basically the the practice of mindfulness, uh, the word mindfulness or sati, it means to remember but specifically, to remember the present moment. So it's a way of helping to uh, train the mind and allowing the mind to kind of rest a little bit more in the present moment with so much this neurotic rushing to the future and remembering the past. And, and most of people's problems have come from obsessing about the past with either guilt, worry or remorse and fear. Or, pining for the past to bring it back which you can't and uh, also then fearing about uh, the future what's going to happen to me in the future whether it's health wise or job wise or any other things uh, you know uh, obsessing about the future that also you cannot control and the future hasn't come but yet most of the time people's minds are caught between back back and forth between uh, the past and the future. And rarely does a person ever actually rest in the present moment. And actually they call us human beings, isn't it? Do they call us human beings? (coughs) But a better term is human doing. Because most people are always doing something. Doing, 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 doing. From the moment you get up in the morning, to the moment you go to bed at night, People are engaged in so many activities, and especially in this modern era. And even though uh, machines and technology has freed up a lot of our drudgery of life and has freed up a lot of our spare time, people still don't know how to actually relax. Uh, because the average person's idea of relaxing is after they've gotten all tired of work to plop down in a chair and, you know, quickly go to sleep. Uh, And that's not real relaxation from, let's say, from the Dhamma point of view, or it's not uh, being in the present moment. So, learning to uh, rest one's mind in the present moment, it's sort of like putting your mind in neutral gear, like the shifting your engine motor and putting it into neutral gear. So the engine just kind of idles in a nice little purring, idle, right? And you can even step on a gas, but the car won't go anywhere. And so it's similar in meditation, we train ourselves to when we're not needing to, we park our, or learn to rest our mind in the present moment, and you kind of like idling. And the present moment is basically in this body. This body is the home for uh, the mind and the mind came along with the body at the very moment of conception, at least from the Dharma or the Buddhist uh, uh, point of view, that this consciousness was in the body even at the moment of conception and was there guiding and providing the the life force to uh, to develop this uh, uh, billion-celled body. So, you Mm -hmm. know, the mind basically is is pervading the whole nervous system. And from the Dhamma point of view, every cell of our body actually has a kind of consciousness and awareness. And they're, in, they're all interconnected. <coughs> I it the internet of the body. But anyway, so, uh, <coughs> but we've lost touch with that. And ever since we were born, we've been disconnected from that essential connection to life force and the connection with the the present moment awareness, and we've uh, developed this, you know, external focus and the whole drive of society. You know, we get focused in the external world, and the thoughts of the, in the future especially take us further and further away from the present moment and from our connection to that uh, awareness and life force. So. Uh, and there's become a fundamental split between the body and mind. And You know, in the beginning they were kind of fused together. Uh, but again, at the, from the time of birth onwards, you know, the focus on the external world. Of course, we naturally we have to do that. But the sad fact is that we've never been taught how to maintain and keep that connection to the present moment. And so people's minds are lost between the past and the future and then all the obsessions and fears and worries about that come with it. Uh, and so, you know, and also we've lost the natural wisdom. When the mind is resting in the present moment, all the, the, the natural truths about uh, the mind, the life, existence are, are there within that consciousness uh, present moment uh, awareness, but again we've been lost uh, lost uh, touch with that. And the mind's no longer listening to the body and actually because of the accumulation of greed for the pleasurable objects of the world and the aversion and fear for the painful objects of the world. <coughs> you know most people's minds are caught between this tug of war back and forth between Desiring pleasurable objects that make them temporarily some pleasure and happiness. And then trying to struggle to get away from unpleasant sensations such as physical pains of the body or other unpleasant sounds and objects that they don't like. So during our whole life we've created this, though so divided the whole world up into things I like, things I don't like. And basically, most people's lives are just caught between that tug of war, and that causes a lot of stress because we can't always get the things that we want. And we become overly dependent on the stimulation and the dependent on the pleasure that's coming from the, these objects. But these objects are all subject to impermanence and breakage and getting stolen and, and uh, get frustrated because uh, we, we can't. Uh, have everything that we want and then the constant fear of having unpleasant things coming at us. Uh, and so most of greed and hatred has come from being overly dependent and developing greed for more and more pleasure, where, whether it's pleasure of the physical body or pleasure of you know, sights, sounds, smells. People get attachments, they fight over them. Everybody has their own opinion about what is beautiful, or ugly, or good, or bad, or this and that, and they fight over these uh, these things that are basically created by our mind. And that's come because we've lost our connection to the natural, to the inner happiness, the natural buoyant and happiness that comes from the mind just resting in the present moment and feeling that connection with the life blood that's pouring through your nervous system, the heart beating in the breath and just the, the, the organic life force sensations that are always going on just beneath the skin, uh, which are connected with awareness. So mindfulness practice is a way of learning how to gradually retrain our mind and to reconnect to that natural uh, state of awareness and come back to rest more and more in the present moment and to feed off of that (coughs) happiness that comes with the mind more connected to the present moment. Because again, all problems of life are problems of the past and future. Think of any problem that you have and you'll see that it's connected to the past or future in one way or the other. Whether it's a future one minute from now or one minute of, of the past. Uh-huh. But when the mind is resting in the present moment there's there's nothing to judge or compare or to worry about, and so it experiences this freedom from all of the anxiety and worry and fear of you know thinking of the past and future now of course we can't live in the present moment all the time and free from any of those thoughts but Uh, knowing that that's a possibility and knowing how we can train ourselves to more and more to come back and to retouch and reconnect with that source of awareness and and wisdom and truth that's there in that deep inner uh, dimension of of, uh, silent awareness is really like reconnecting with our life force it's like getting a A battery charge, you know, getting a a quick charge or a battery charge, you know, for your own spirit, actually. Uh, And so that's one of the main uh, benefits of the the practice of meditation. Uh, And so it it has spiritual dimensions as well, but it has all all these other very uh, beneficial, uh, mundane benefits too, as I mentioned at the beginning, such as all of that helps to reduce your stress and anxiety and it helps to you know, uh, allow all the different organs and, and things in the body to function on a more uh, 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 harmonious uh, level and to help to interact to increase one's overall state of well-being and even you know, one's health of, of body and uh, mind. So basically you know the split that's occurred between the body and the mind. So the practice of mindfulness starts actually with mindfulness of the body. And this body is the outside shell. It's basically just a home for the mind. It's like the shell of a hermit crab, right? So and the mind is the real occupant of this body and our consciousness. And it's really where you live. You might think you live in a house somewhere, on some street, but okay, that's where you live and you entertain people and you sleep and cook your meals and so on. But you really live in this body with its nervous system and six senses. And that's where the world is pouring through at any moment. The world is streaming through our sense organs and the way that we relate to those objects of sensory stimulation, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch and thoughts. Uh, our whole life is just a reaction to all these moments of hearing, seeing, tasting, smelling, touching and thinking and how we are reacting to these things. Again, reacting with fear or with greed or with, with anxiety and worry. These are all which attacks and stress the body. And it's simply a habit. And it's simply the habit of conditioning, that's all. From The young child learns it from watching its parents, its siblings, uh, the, the school, uh, you know, from the media, and especially nowadays with so much media bombardment and oversaturation, especially with young kids, you know. That's all they're seeing now is uh, getting, a, you know, it's really, uh, they've lost that really connection to nature, you know, hardly any kid goes out anymore and plays in the mud. You know? You know, uh, you know, catches frogs or something. Uh, so, you know, they lost that connection with nature. So in meditation is a way that we try to get reconnected to nature, but even the nature within our own body, feeling our blood pulsing through the arteries and the veins, feeling the, the, the lungs expand and contract, just feeling the various sensations that are, that are constantly uh, occurring on the body, uh, uh, you know, it it's really puts you in touch with an organic kind of organic awareness. and It's a very healing type. Uh, so anyway, the first aspect of meditation is reconnecting with the body and the breathing. And the, again, the mind operates through this body and nervous system. So ultimately, of course, we want to change the way that we think and to, to help to, to uh, purify the mind from its obsessive uh, thoughts and its uh, over-dependence on greed and anger and hatred and jealousy and envy. The whole gamut of emotions, fear, worry, anxiety, they give rise to deeper mental problems like depression and even worse. All these things have their root in the fact that we've been disconnected from our truth, disconnected from our source of Awareness and energy, so the mindfulness practice in particular helps to reconnect the body, and that's also where yoga comes in and plays an important part. Because yoga, of course, in this country, yoga sometimes emphasizes the, the you know, the physical aspects of it. But actually, the true meaning of yoga is actually meditation. But uh, but in yoga, we use the body as a way to as, as a way to. If, You know, like the physical exercise is a way to, you know, to reconnect to to the body, and then hopefully after doing the yoga, you feel relaxed enough, you have enough kind of a body awareness that helps to put you naturally into a meditative state. But some people don't take that deeper. But with uh, the the Buddhists, we take that that state of meditation practice deeper. We use the body as the platform for being able to develop deeper levels of of meditation. Uh, So that's why in my own personal practice in India, when I first started the practice of Dhamma, I was fortunate enough to kind of basically start practicing yoga and meditation um, almost at the the same time. Uh, Whereas in in this country, a lot of people either practice yoga and not very much meditation. Other people practice a lot of meditation and don't. Care too much about their bodies, so their bodies become a kind of a, a hindrance or a stumbling block. Because meditation happens between your brain and spinal column. I mean, that's where all the sensory data are being relayed through from the external world to the mind, where we have consciousness and memory. And so, uh, in order to to have a clear mind, you have to be uh, wide awake and have to be sitting straight. So that all the the nervous system channels are open and so that you can remain uh, bright and alert. And the three main obstacles to meditation are physical pain, sleepiness, and too much thinking. And those thoughts comprise thoughts of greed and desire for things uh, and a, aversion and fear and anxiety of uh, anger and hatred for things coming from the past. But anyway, so the, the yoga helps to uh, relieve physical pain because physical pain comes from when the energy the life force is not flowing freely. It gets blocked either in stiff, dense muscles or stiff joints and you know, it's like electrical energy. You can't really permeate some of the, you know, if, uh, if our bodies are all stiff and uh, not much exercise. So a person tries to meditate, but often they just wind up going to sleep or just uh, lost in their thoughts for 15 minutes or even minute longer. Uh, so the practicing the yoga helps to uh, you know, kind of awaken the, the nervous system and uh, initially get one's uh, attention kind of grounded in the body. And also developing, the learning how to develop deep, <coughs> deep slow breathing is also a very good is a, an initial uh, object of uh, a concentration or meditation object of the breathing. And uh, especially learning how to do some deep, slow breathing helps you to feel that get in touch with and feel the expanding and contracting sensations of the breathing process and uh, it’s a very relaxing feeling, especially when you can take a slower, deeper breaths. Hold the breath in the lungs a couple of seconds to feel that subtle energy, and, uh, and then the, the slow breathing out. It's, it has a very kind of relaxing uh, sense of relaxing waves of you know, energy through the body, mind, nervous system. And then just to you know, in the, in the idea that that mindfulness is basically to remember. So it means remembering what the body is doing in any one moment. So the beginning object of meditation, at least the way that I like to present it, is the basic present moment is this body is sitting and breathing. Right? So right now, the basic present moment is your body is sitting there and breathing. Anybody doubt that? Right? Okay, there may be lots of other things going on, but that's what I call the bottom line. You know, the basic present moment of the body is it's... Right now it's sitting and breathing. And so you just remember it, just the fact of remembering it. As you just go on repeating yourself, ah, uh, breathing in, sitting, breathing out, sitting, or just simply in, in, sitting, out, out, sitting, and just continually trying to remember that over and over again. At that time your mind is resting in the present moment. And of course you try to feel the sensations from that, the the different sensations that are being produced from the breathing and also other sensations of the sitting posture and tingling sensations, or even itches or prickling sensations. And, and uh, the more you can feel of just the purely physical sensations, that helps to keep the mind grounded, you know, uh, deeper in the present uh, moment. But at the same time, we have to be alert for these hindrances the hindrances of tending to want to fall asleep. And you have to then, that's why you pay attention to the posture. Anytime you notice, when you notice the head going down, you have to mindfully uh, notice that and then try to lift the chin back up level. And if the spine is slouched down, you have to mindfully kind of straighten back up and then just try to hold that outline, mental kind of image of the sitting posture in the mind. And just to hold that in the mind, but to feel the breathing in the middle of that. So there's two things going on in meditation. One is you're trying to concentrate on the breathing. Breathing is the object of concentration. But the mindfulness is being attentive to the posture and the potential for these distractions, such as to be mindful when the head is starting and the spine is slouching down. Because we have gravity that's always trying to pull us down gravity is always trying to pull us uh, down and so we have to kind of try to counteract that by uh, giving a slight upward little lift to the, to the torso and the, and the head and, and that will keep the mind in its most alert uh, position. And then be alert for our thoughts trying to sneak up, uh, the thoughts to carry you away to the past and future. So whenever you notice yourself getting carried away in thought, you lost attention to the body, you recognize it, ah, thinking, thinking, or lost, lost. You let go of whatever you were thinking about, that object, and uh, uh, take a deep, slow breath, and just come back to the breathing, take a deep, slow breath, kind of plug back into the, to the body to, to keep that connection. So that's the basic practice, basically, using the breathing and the, and the body itself, the posture, whatever sensations are there, is your primary focus of uh, trying to stay focused or concentrated, but at the same time being alert for when these distractions come, or if you hear some sounds, maybe a loud sound, and normally we start thinking about the sound, who's that coming with. So you have to be alert to that. So if a sound distracts you, just make a note of ah, hearing, hearing. Okay, it's just sound going in one ear out the other. You try not to let the mind follow it up by chasing it, by trying to uh, determine what it is or, or create other thoughts based on that that take us out again from away from the present moment. So whenever you notice a distracting sound, just make a in inner mental note uh, just hearing, hearing just let it go, it's nothing and uh, keep coming back to connect to the breathing process, the sitting or if you're getting lost and caught up in thought uh, thinking, thinking let that go we'll recognize it's a thought of the future a thought of the past a confused thought uh, and keep coming back to stay connected to the in the body.
1: Or if a pain arises,
0: all of a sudden you feel maybe a, a sharp stinging sensation or some other strong uh, unpleasant sensation on the body. You kind of watch that. Try not to immediately try to scratch it or rub it or remove it, but try to just observe how this, the mind gets uh, pulled towards some painful feeling. And kind of just allow that, be aware that that pain kind of wells up comes to a peak, maybe changes, starts to diminish, maybe vanishes quite quickly. And and try to just keep the body relaxed around that, just kind of observing the different sensations, observing how the mind's kind of getting uh, tense about this pain or any thoughts about it. But just keep telling yourself to relax, relax, relax the body, relax the mind. And then those pains usually change and vanish come back and reconnect to the breath, you know, take a couple of deep, slow breaths to kind of calm back down again. And then just, you know, try to ride those gentle waves of the expanding and contracting of your abdomen, ribcage, your chest, as you're just watching the, the subtler breathing, or you can continue to do slower, deeper breathing if it helps you to stay focused, such as like taking a breath like taking a couple of seconds to breathe in, hold the breath in a second or two, and then slowly breathing out and just continue that for you know, some time until you get tired of it, just continue that, come back to it again later on. Uh, but basically that's the kind of the, what I call, the, the beginning uh, practice of learning how to just reconnect to the body, the present moment of just in, in, sitting out, out, sitting just uh, you know making that your primary object of concentration but at the same time all these hindrances are trying to pull us all the time so we have to uh, be, have the mindfulness is what's sort of like the reserve background awareness that's alert for these potential distractions so that you're able to stay longer in the present moment and that's the way that you gradually develop deeper and deeper levels of uh, concentration and uh, then eventually wisdom comes out of that by uh, the balance of mindfulness and concentration leads to the deeper levels of understanding. So anyway, I just, uh, I think we'll stop with that.